You're listening to Door and Window Market Magazine's special podcast, Industry Update the Coronavirus. This podcast is designed to bring you the latest industry news surrounding the disruptions caused by this worldwide pandemic. And now I'll turn it over to Drew Vass, editor of DWM Magazine, who will give you an update and introduce our special guest. Thanks, Chris. And welcome, everyone, to the next edition of our special podcast. Today, we'll discuss what door and window companies have to say about a stimulus package, a package that couldn't arrive soon enough for one company, we're sad to say. We'll also talk to Morgan Donahue, vice president of Erdman Automation, about how his company is faring. As the number of infected breaks 200,000 here in the U.S. and nears a million worldwide, we're constantly checking in on the state of the industry. Tuesday, we spent the day touching base with door and window companies to see how they're faring and what they think of the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, also known as CARES. Feelings were mixed as a number of companies said they were too large to benefit from relief approved for small businesses, but thankful that their employees will receive help via the one-time payments for households. Others said they would be able to take advantage, especially in the short term, for things like maintaining payroll, but some said they feared that relief might not arrive in time. Wednesday morning, those fears became a reality when DWM confirmed what appears to be the first door and window company to succumb to the effects of the virus, and that's thermal windows and doors in Murraysville, Pennsylvania. In the days ahead of its closure, we were alerted that the company was holding on amid a temporary shutdown, but yesterday we confirmed that it was forced to close March 27th permanently. DWM's editorial director and publisher, Tara Tafra, got on the phone with CEO and President Gary Asapanura first thing Wednesday morning, a conversation that she said was incredibly difficult, one of those that none of us wants to have. Whether or not the up to $10,000 grants and $10 million in small business administration loans would have saved the company, that we're unable to say as Asapanura declined to comment when we asked. He did say that the company was poised to have a really good year before its primary lender became unnerved by the current situation. Our hearts go out to the company's 114 employees. Hopefully, they will benefit from the extension of unemployment benefits through the CARES Act. Those instances aside, officials for other door and window companies say they're concerned about how added unemployment benefits could impact the labor pool at an already difficult time. I am torn on the matter, says Ben Moeller, president of Moeller Door and Window in St. Henry, Ohio. While parts of the stimulus will benefit his company, I feel that unemployment portion of it has too much of an upside for being off of work, Moeller says. Now that we've reported on the thoughts of dealers and manufacturers and how they're faring, today we thought we'd bring in someone from the machinery side of the industry. For this, we turn to Morgan Donahue, Vice President of Erdman Automation. Morgan, thanks for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I know that on March 26th, which was a week ago today, actually, um, your company released a statement saying that 95% of its business comes from doors and windows and insulating glass, and therefore you're linked to what's been deemed an essential part of the economy. That said, it sounds like you've been able to continue the parts and service side of Erdman, but not production. Is that right? Yeah, we we are able to continue production, and we do have a, a 
fairly strong backlog, but we decided to put a pause on, on, on the production part of things, partially because the Minnesota state government had decided that we should have a stay at home um, mandate, I guess, that would, would require any non-essential employees to, uh, to stay at home and, and, and try to, you know, what do they say, flatten the curve, I guess. So what we're trying to do is, is we're trying to sort of placate both sides um, and, and maintain a small um, team that, that, can, that can service and, and do the parts part of it and then um, hold off on, on our production part. So what we're planning on doing is, is meeting next week and, and deciding if we're going to bring back our, uh, our team and um, continue the production side. I, I think we're kind of leaning towards that, but uh, we're, we're just going to have to play it by ear at, at this point. You know, everybody has started doing a pretty similar um, dance, I guess, in terms that's, of understanding what's happening. And, and so that's what, that's where we're at. That's, that's a tough call too. I mean, you've got both sides of the coin to consider keeping production going for the sake of keeping paychecks and whatnot going, you know, income, mm -hmm. but then you have mm -hmm. the, the safety of your people to consider. So I'm sure that wasn't a really easy decision to make, or maybe it was. No, it, you know, it was probably made a little easier by the government, to be honest. They, they, they you know, they, they put out that statement and, and, uh, and wanted us to stay home. Um, yeah. You know, every like I said, every every uh, every day or week or whatever it, it, it changes. But we uh, we're trying to make sure we do the right thing, and and also at the same time uh, continue to support our customers who, who at this point seem to be doing very very well. Every every customer I've spoken with is is actually uh, well, they're they're up and they're actually having you know record months and every one of them is, seems to be uh, doing very well in terms of orders. So which is that's great. great. Yeah. yeah, that is great. I mean, have you, do you know of any that have uh, had to shut down completely or are, are most of your customers and we're talking door and window manufacturers, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ones I've spoken with directly, no, I haven't, I haven't found one that has had to shut shutter completely. Uh, I did hear say that there's some on the East coast that have, I yeah. don't know if that's because they, um, you know, were required to, or if they didn't have a business or, but, but for the most part, um, the ones I've spoken to recently, uh, both on the, you know, I guess in the Midwest and, and on the West coast have continued to operate and, and are doing well. Um, so. I guess I guess that uh, the backlog you mentioned is a major uh, benefit right now because it allows you to kind of fluctuate or adjust flow when you have that to work with. Um, but it sounds like that backlog has remained intact. I mean, no canceled orders or anything like that. Yeah, no, we we work on sort of like a six month um, lead time. So. Uh, getting an order and then, and then working, you know, for, for six months and delivering. Mm -hmm. So what, what happens is we, we have, we're basically finishing orders that we had received from six months ago. So there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, you know, we really didn't, didn't 
uh, even consider uh, slowing down or, or closing the doors at any at any point until about two or three weeks ago, maybe 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 four weeks ago. So we're working on things that are that are you know a ways back in in our in our order history. Um, the the thing that's concerning for you know for uh, a machine builder is you know the, the the recent orders and those have definitely slowed down. And I think you know it's a natural progression um, just in people's thought process to conserve cash and when things when things get tough they they don't order you know capital equipment as as the thought process is save all the money you can and you know don't don't spend it on things even if it is something that will eventually make you money um yeah so that's that's a that's a difficult thing and we're gonna have to just wait and see what happens now in 2008 we had um a significant downturn and again in 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 2016 it was it was actually kind of strange in the sense that the just the election process actually made people pause from a machine purchasing standpoint Hmm. And it was it was more or less just uh, I think understanding what was going to happen with uh, taxes and mm-hmm. and things like that. But it was actually a three month lag where we saw well we didn't we didn't get any orders. So having a lag like this is not um, unprecedented, I guess I would mm. say. But it's okay. it's more more concerning this time since we don't really. I, I'm I'm more concerned about it because we don't really know what the fiscal um, response that we're that we're doing here in terms of trying to stimulate the economy is mm-hmm. going to ultimately do to our you know eventual economy. I mean, well, you know, I wanted to ask you about that because you know we yeah. we're talking a lot about the stimulus package and what's in it and how it works. And mm-hmm. uh, actually, we have a story coming out today that includes a lot of the fine print and details, some of which really looks good. You know on in uh, print, half a percent interest rates and six months deferred payments. So, you know, do you think, and what's your current outlook, do you think those things will help to smooth this situation over um, and keep your customers going so that they can fulfill, you know, their orders? I, I don't, I'm not sure what is going to happen with all that. I, I do know that the economy drives our our ability to be in business. And, you know, capital equipment is just, it, it it has to follow a pattern that is is driven by the economy. So I see what you're saying. Anything that has the potential to impact the economy might change the way people think or might bring on some pause and caution. So um, for machinery manufacturers, you're saying this this is kind of a typical thing you have to deal with. It's just, of course, um, much greater right now. I guess what I'm saying is um, we we have these uh, situations often they're, they're typically not, you know, as condensed as this. It's, it's, it's sort of like taking a, a, a bad economy and, and compressing it into, mm-hmm. you know, a, a 30 day window or hopefully, hopefully a 30 day window, maybe 90 day. I don't know. But, um, but people, you know, they look, they look, if, if there's uncertainty, they don't buy machines. It's just mm-hmm. the way it is. And uh, there's there's not much you can do about it. So the stimulus package that you mentioned, I think 
it won't hurt. It's going to be a, it's going to be a positive. If it makes a difference in, in my situation in, in, in the machine building world, I, I doubt it. I don't think that there's enough uh, stimulus possible to, to really change um, somebody's outlook on making a large investment. It, I think that um, what, what will potentially continue the, the, the purchase of, of capital equipment is going to be where we continue to see a strong housing market, which I actually believe will happen. I, I think that when you look at the indicators of, in terms of housing, um, there's a the short supply in terms of, you know, the, the, the housing market has actually been depressed to some degree because of the, the lack of labor. And mm-hmm. so the lack of labor has kept our housing market sort of, you know, the supply below the demand. And as a result, um, I believe that this stimulus package might actually contribute to uh, a continued housing uh, boom. Not, not really a boom, I guess, to, but, but, a, but a strong market. Healthy and, levels. Uh, yeah, healthy levels. And, and that's going to, you know, bolster our, our customers, which will continue to drive our sales. You know, our, our sales are just basically um, following our customers. Um, their capability and their business drives our, our business. So I think, you see- I think, I think it might, might come out faster than, than people are predicting. And I don't know if it's because of the stimulus. I really, you know, I think it's good, um, but I, I don't know that that's actually going to drive our business. Do you see this as in some ways like hitting the reset button on the labor market? Do you think it's going to scramble things up and and help to level some of those issues out? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that is a really good question. I've, I've pondered it a little bit. I think um, – I think, unfortunately, that there's a there's a certain segment of the market that um, you know doesn't doesn't really want to work, and uh, it, this may give them a reason to to not work. Um, I, I I don't think it's really going to change our our perspective in terms of like the you know the number of people that are out there getting jobs. We were at record unemployment rates, right? We're Mm-hmm. We're looking at uh, some really like one and a half percent in in the in, like in North Dakota was one and a half percent unemployment. It, it's uh, it's amazing. I don't think we're going to see that again. Um, but it's uh, you know I think people are definitely going to be uh, there's going to be it's just going to be a shift in terms of where those people will be working. I guess mm-hmm. who does what. And speaking of who does what, I mean, has your role changed a bit as a machinery supplier? Are your customers coming to you for advice, you know, that goes beyond your usual niche? And also, how is that communication going? Are people staying in touch with vendors and, um, you know, being open about communication? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think my customers right now, this this moment, um, you know, early April, they're they're so busy with the orders that they've gotten. Um, and, and then they're also dealing with their own, um, labor concerns and, and they, they're trying to, they're trying to balance. They're in a much more difficult situation than I am in terms of, you know, they, they've got daily orders they have to 
So, and, um, mm-hmm. and then they have their, their customers, you know, their customers that are relying on them and, and they've got their employees who are in some cases, you know, concerned about their health and, and, and worried about that portion of it that, uh, I've been trying to, to minimize my communication with my customers in the sense that, um, daily I'm not, I'm trying not to, you know, bother them, but trying to stay out of the way. Right. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, at the same time, they, uh, they need to plan for six months, seven months, eight months. Um, you know, what's going to happen next year. That's, that's the world that, that we live in is, is kind of a, you know, you try to, you try to plan ahead for, for these capital purchases. Well, listen, um, I'm glad to hear that Erdman is continuing on with production and, and, um, hope that everybody there is healthy and, and stays well. And, and listen, we want to thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Drew. I appreciate it. Well, that's all we have time for today, but we'll be back with another episode Tuesday. In the meantime, stay safe. <laughs>